You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Wizen Club Cricket Podcast in association with Nat West. I'm Yazrana and as ever I'm joined by the editor-in-chief of the Wizen Cricket Monthly magazine, Phil Walker. Phil, how's it going? We've actually played cricket now so we can talk about actual cricket. Yeah, yeah. How's it gone for me personally? Uh, and your team. Well, I've been, I've been shunted up and down the 11s again. Mismanaged. Yeah, but you know, I don't like to make a song and dance about it or, or, or go on a, an official Wisdom podcast and, and make my case. Uh, I've spoken to the, to the, the skipper. Um, it's, it's all right. So what happened, I was parachuted, as I mentioned to you the other time, parachuted into the first team, which is a really good standard, you know, Premier, well, first division Premier League cricket in my county. Played, opened the batting first game, faced two balls, missed them both. Nonetheless, given out caught behind. Um, then we had a rain off. Then I had a week where I was doing something else. And then I was picked for the ones last week on the Tuesday and then bumped to the twos on the Thursday. Such is life. We were a batsman light in the second team. So me being a selfless club man to my bootlaces, obviously agreed to, to, drop, to drop down. Then spent about an hour and a half in a car um, in a deluge um, going across the A12 in Essex and finally alighted at Castle Park in Colchester where Essex play. Um, And their £120,000 irrigation system is kicking in. So despite the fact that it had chucked it down for three days solid, we were able to get a full game in. Uh, I got 29 um, Slapped one off a spinner to deep square leg, caught on the boundary, standard stuff. Uh, I bat like a child and I've reconciled to doing that forever. Uh, And we lost in the last over. Everyone bumped elbows um, and uh, drifted off back to their respective lives. So that's that's it. I haven't really got going yet. I've only batted twice. And as I say, once I was sawn off and the other time I saw saw myself off. You were enjoying it though because you've not always played every game in the season so you played well three out of four you should have played yeah well, well as you know yes I was I was on uh, national tv wasn't I last week so I, I couldn't have played yeah. have I mentioned that on any yeah other I, think, I think I think our listeners are probably aware of this appearance on yeah. national television yeah uh but no I, I play every week normally um and but you've, uh, had, you've had seasons where you've not played as much so right yeah but not in the last two or three okay. it, it, it tends to be work dependent but and obviously the world cup kicked in a bit for last year but but I still played, you know, 12 out of 16 games, I think it was. 
Um, I, I'm addicted to it. I love it. And and uh, it's been interesting to see the, the number of people still attached to my club. Um, the the uh, the availability issues not really affected us, and the two clubs that I've spoken to about it as well. Their op- our opponents have both said the same thing uh, that there's people queuing up for a game of cricket, which is obviously very heartening. I spoke to one of the coaches of the Colts as well at our place, and the, there are good good numbers coming through the doors. And we also had a couple of Afghan refugees who have moved into the local area. And this is a kind of East London Essex border, if you like, and. And uh, I haven't yet met them because they, they rocked up at a training session uh, a week or two ago, signed the forms there and then, uh, and uh, wowed, wowed the joint, apparently. Apparently, they're excellent, excellent young cricketers. Um, so that's massively heartening. I think I might actually be playing against them in a couple of weeks' time because I'm playing a, a game for the Authors CC against the Afghan Refugee Council. Oh, wow. Uh, down in... Um, sort of South London, Surrey border. And I played against them three or four years ago and they were average age of about 15, 16. It's an astonishing charity, really awe-inspiring uh, what they do down there. And they were bringing young Afghani Afghanis through uh, to, to play cricket, organised proper 11-a-side cricket and all of that. Now, four years ago, they were strong and burly but raw. And apparently, from what I've heard, four years on of proper regular serious serious cricket they are going to stuff us uh spectacularly um so i'm looking forward to that one that should be fun should yeah be fun. and anyway it's it's been it's been nice but it's been a been a slow burner for me so far i would say on a personal level okay. um, yourself on the other hand well so i didn't play much last year and i didn't play a huge amount in 2018 either and one thing that i've been pleasantly surprised by is how much i care so about the example, result or about yourself uh both but particularly results so what's it two or three weeks ago now um we lost uh a game which we we looked like we were we were on course to win quite comfortably we scored 220 in our innings of 40 they were 120 for six uh behind the rate and they just had a number eight who came in scored 57 off about 20 mm-hmm. and we lost and then uh, that result was about 10 minutes before Arsenal won the FA Cup. And I'm an Arsenal fan. And I just couldn't care right. about the FA Cup. And I was just, like, quite surprised by myself how much I, how much I cared. Um, that, that is positive. And I do understand where you're coming from there. We lost in the last over on Saturday. Mm. And OK, it's a confected league at the moment. We're not playing the, the normal league for obvious reasons. Uh, still, it, it, did, it did sting. And they were... This is a Premier League club, Colchester. A very, very good cricket club in our area. And... And uh, they were they were three down quickly in response to one one eight seven I think we put mm. on the board and and the more I watch club cricket the more I'm convinced that the number six and seven is the key spot in in cricket especially on iffy pitches in Interesting England. You say that uh, and th- their their skipper I think was actually batting four but he, he put on a good partnership with their number six and then the number seven came in and finished it off and we were a not just a bowler or two light, but we were actually a, a human being light. So having bigged up our availability, the numbers are there, but our organisational efforts were maybe not quite right. And, and one lad cried off about half an hour before the start of the game. Turned out he was injured and had uh, failed to convey that information to our captain. Uh, so we actually went out there with 10. Um, mm. uh, there you go. But yeah, the, once you start playing any any competitive game, then the juices start to flow. But 
But there's something about cricket, and I think the the undulations of a game of cricket, it takes so long, and there's a lot of personal sacrifice. I left home at 10 o'clock and got home at half nine. Now, this was a long way out. This is the Essex border. Still, that's a long game to not really give a toss one way or the other, whether, whether you win or lose. Uh, and it's the it's the investment that you put into it, isn't it? Mm. That, that, that in, infers that you have to care. If you didn't, then you just wouldn't bother. So I think your relationship with it changes as, as you get slightly older, at least for me, like compared to when I was at school or university playing club cricket, whatever. Um, it was just something you did that was fun. Whereas now, if you're working five days a week, it is a real decision you're making to spend one of those two days off basically on a cricket field. You've got to really enjoy it and really enjoy spending the day with the people you're playing with. Um, How did you go yourself? This weekend, I got a twofer. I, have, I bowled okay without getting wicked. I've had a few drops off my bowling. Describe the two. The two. Uh, first one, well, it was actually quite nice. Uh, I bowled <laughs> like two or three balls in a row that were basically gun barrels straight on, on off stump, middle off stump, which were defended well. And this one just nibbled a bit off the se- seam. Brilliant low catch taking the second slip. Oh, lovely. So that was good. That was lovely. it. That was o- opening batsman as well. Second one was caught mid on, which was a pretty standard Yazra on a wicket. Yeah. Um, uh, my first game back was actually quite dramatic. So I don't know if you remember, the, the forecast this week was really bad. And um, the two captains um, did well to agree on an earlier start, take note, test cricket. Um, <laughs> we scored 170 from our 40, which is probably a bit below par. That it rained reasonably persistently for about an hour or so before the second inning started. And when the rain stopped, there was an adjusted target of about 120 of 28 overs, which we thought benefited them slightly. But we mm. still fancied our chances. We had, we had a quite a strong team. Um, and after all, we were all there to play cricket. So it was it was damp and it was still raining a little bit. But we're like, that's fine to play. But eventually when we got back on the park, the rain just steadily got heavier and heavier. And we did not bowl very well. So mm-hmm. they were about 80 for two after 16. So needed about 35 off 12, 12 overs, overs yeah. to win the game. But it got to a point where it was just awkward because there's no way we should have been playing anymore. And we came off because it was torrential. But then... So did that cause a bit of a brouhaha well, after then, the game? Then after half an hour when the rain stopped, we looked back and it was like, no way you should be playing on that pitch. Like the bowlers run-ups, uh, it, was, it was so damp. It, it was actually not safe. But then there was also, there was an awkwardness that... Um, they were so close to winning, it would have felt wrong if we deprived them of the win. If there were four more overs left played, they would have that would have constituted a game. We'd mm-hmm. have been able to shake hands mm-hmm. um, and go away. And I think there was an added complication because because that was the first game back. There was a difference between how different people viewed how the game should be played because it was in this weird shortened league season, not definitely a league season, mm-hmm. not a friendly either. So quite a few of my teammates, quite fairly, I was in this camp where we're like, this is a league game, we can't play kind of tough. Like, yeah. This happens. And then the opposition were like, let's get on the park, we're here to play cricket. It's like, well, you're also saying that so you get the 20 points. Um, yeah. So there's a fair I, I, bit of arguing and it wasn't the most pleasant return of playing club cricket, but in a way that was the most fitting possible return. Well, indeed, really. yeah. Um, a little bit of aggro. Um, you know, eventually we, we elbow bumped at the end of the game and it was all fine. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was a bit where it wasn't, you're like, is this really how I want to spend my Saturday? Probably mm. not. No. But um, in the end, probably the most fair outcome. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. You know, a, a little bit of a little bit of needle on a Saturday afternoon is what it's all about, right? Surely. And um, it's been interesting, actually, how how serious to take 
the the the, the structure of the of this the league mm. or, or in inverted commas the league. You know, we're playing around Robin. Uh, limited league co- competition. Uh, we're playing for the Tender Charter Cup in seconds in the seconds and uh, and uh, the Gooch Cup in in the in the ones. Um, and our club has treated it as a as an opportunity to look at some players for next year. Uh, but that's all very well. But then when you are in the dirt and you're you're scrapping. Um, and you're getting irritated and it's too hot or it's too cold or you know you've had a row with your partner back home or whatever it is it there's still that edge to the games without a doubt and thank god as well because if there's one thing personally I struggle with it is uh it is is nice gentle kind of uh overly polite village games of friendly mm. cricket I do struggle with 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 that I struggle to justify it in my head, the efforts that's required, you know, the practical efforts as well as, as all the rest of it. So it's been a nice balance, actually. Mm. And Our games have felt really competitive, like completely normal. Mm. Uh, there's actually a great moment. In, so the, we've, we've played four, lost three, won one. In the game that we, we won, the opposition had this brilliant 13-year-old who opened the bowling, was their best bowler, and then batted number 10. And we scored 230. And they, when, the, when this kid comes in, they're at 80. They're 80 for eight. Uh, very soon they were 80 for nine and um, you know I don't think 13 year olds look, look forward to the end of a game quite the same way that adults do Yeah, and he was very happy just blocking it blocking it blocking it <laughs> and I was I thought this is class like because he looked like a really good player you're like basically if you had a bit more muscle on you you'd, yeah. be, you'd be scoring quite a few runs then we brought back our opening bowler who's a great find for our club actually uh, we've not we've not had many young uh, recruits recently and he's really good left arm quick took uh Nought for eight, not for nine or eight over this weekend. So he's, he's a good right. bowler. Yeah. Wow, impressive. But he's, he's a good left arm quick. And we thought he'd, he'll get the 13 year old out. 13 year old blocks the first four in the over. Ball five takes a couple of steps down and hits him over his head. Not quite for four because he's not quite at the strength yet. That was a great moment. Like I like even, it when, when the, the field's been patronised. Exactly. And really exactly up yeah, and yeah. It's yeah. a short mid off and a short mid off. <laughs> it basically yeah. went straight to mid off, but everyone was in. But that was, that was, a, great, that was a great little moment. Um, um, One thing to add about my game on Saturday, uh, the incessant, banal chatter of the opposition wicketkeeper. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, I was in a reasonably good mood, I have to say. Uh, and I was quite enjoying being out, out in the open, you know. Um, but by, by 25, 30 overs in, I was having murderous thoughts. And What was he actually saying, though? It was, like, was, it it was just... incessant. And it wasn't... It was. It wasn't just your 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 litany of of crap cliches, you know. One brings two, that, and 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 the thing that cricketers do when they repeat the same word twice, like "come on lads, come on lads," they they can't just say it once. It wasn't just that, although there was a fair amount in there. There was this kind of ostentatious running narrative. And he kept saying, he kept kind of preempting the second lockdown, which was his big joke. I.e., there's a quiet period the, don't laugh it's quite a period in the Guy game laughing at and you know <laughs> come on lads waiting for the second lockdown and 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 totally overblown mm. uh and initially it's it's maybe slightly amusing but by the end of it it's it's this kind of dark cry for help you know but, but and, and he... it's not it's not my fault and it's not my team's fault that this bloke's having problems away from the from the, the game and he has to bring it all to us. It's I, I don't feel like like he should be doing that. I really hope he's not a regular listener of the show. 
Um, but hasn't he kind of done his job then? Because like, here, here you are, two days later, complaining about it. Like, that's obviously the purpose of of the of the chat. Yeah, o- arguably, sure, sure. But you also have a, have to have a degree of mm. of class and self respect as do well. You, do you give any it. any chat out when you're in the field? I think when when something unjust happens, I pipe up, and I'll make my point. Uh, but I'm not, and 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 if if it is too quiet, and if you feel like the game's drifting, and you know there's a lot of kind of young younger players in our side, certainly younger than me, uh, who you can sense when the shoulders start to sag. So mm. yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid to to have a word, but that kind of incessant, constant nonsense by from a grown adult, mm. I don't understand that. I don't this kind of president of chirp thing that you, because you have you have some some gloves on and some little pads then you're you're morally obliged duty bound to to spout nonsense for three hours in a row mm. uh i got no time for that i don't think it's necessary um our wicketkeeper at half time was saying oh maybe i should be a bit more like no don't ever be like <laughs> that. don't ever be like that yeah, that's interesting. so the only other than encouraging the bowler it's actually the only chat i really give out is just like when there are 10 or so dot balls in a row and say 10 dot balls in a row then 11 12 yeah so i think that is genuinely a way that quite helpful in getting wickets you know reminding the batsmen of just quite how much pressure they're under there was a good um, sledge now i think about it in our game from their their captain it wasn't their uh their keeper um me and our opening bat pete we we put on about 60 odd so i was batting three and it was quite tricky conditions because it was quite wet and the covers had leaked. So it was this huge wet patch on a length. And they were a good side. Anyway, we put on about 60, maybe even 70. And he was on 30-odd and I was getting up to 30-odd. And I called him for a single. Now, Pete, he's a really good technician, but he's he's QE2, two-termer, mm-hmm. right? It's agony. And he'll acknowledge that himself. Anyway, I ran him out by accident, obviously. Felt pretty bad. Didn't take into account that, that Pete has his own pace at doing things anyway ran him out so I was sort of down on my haunches and then as the next batsman came out the call was five minutes after the game had resumed the call was he's going to be feeling it he's run he's run the team's best player out and I thought that was because obviously I'm feeling it anyway but it was a nice little dig at the the way that I'd got to 30 versus the way that <laughs> Pete had got to 30 and it was you know it was a, a canny little move there wasn't anything sweary or aggressive about yeah. it but it was a it was a double hit. Quite clever. Very very clever. Yeah, and yeah. but I was bristling a bit. Firstly, I know that I've ballsed up. Secondly, all right, okay, fine. Do you not remember yeah. that shot I played for mid wicket? <laughs> this that and the other. So yeah, very clever. Yeah. It did did get under my skin. We actually had we actually had quite a funny one in our game. Uh, so this is as the game was kind of getting away from us. Um, their their umpire called one of their batsmen one short, so they ran a two. Oh, classic. Strike striker is the guy who didn't have his bat in. And obviously, if you run a two and it's one short, it's it's blatantly obvious. You know which batsman was the guy's one short. And the batsman just asked the umpire which one of us was was one short then. <laughs> nice. Also, we had a we had a penalty five on the helmet. Oh really? Yeah, oh, that's penalty crazy. five. And Doesn't I actually sort of enough. slid from first slip to try and stop it, but it was too slow. 
So that was exciting. Yeah, excellent. Um, bef- before, Thrilling scenes. Before we go any further, a word about NatWest Cricket Force. So NatWest have been working with the ECB to provide NatWest Cricket Force registered clubs with PPE packages. Each pack contains hygiene and cleaning equipment, including face masks, hand gel, disinfectant spray, disposable gloves, and disinfectant wipes to help support local communities to get back to enjoying cricket. If your club's not already signed up, find out more at natwestcricket.com. NatWest are also offering support for grassroots clubs through the NatWest Club Cricket Finance Guide, which is packed with hints and tips on how to help manage your club's finances. Head to natwestcricket.com for more info. Phil, before we finish, I've got a captaincy conundrum for you, something that my, my club and team have been struggling with so far this season. Right. So we've been, we've been pretty good in the first 20 overs with the ball, but it's fallen away pretty dramatically in the second half of the innings in three weeks out of four. In those three instances, the Oppo have basically had a gun hitter who's taken the game away from us. In one instance, it was a ringer. Great. Once it was a former Sri Lankan first-class cricketer. <laughs> and once it was their number eight. And we were, we were uh, baffled by why he was at number eight. But basically, once they've got going, we've been unable to stop them. So to this week, this weekend was the most extreme version of that. We had the opposition 46 for two after 20 overs and they ended up scoring 182 or 40 overs. Um, what advice would you give us? So cont- when, when the game's getting away from you and these hitters... You know, we've not bowled that badly. We've not bowled that well. You could say we, you wouldn't say personnel, or we could have brought other bowlers on, etc. It's potentially field placing or general strategy and tactics. What should we? What should we be trying to do to to contain these batsmen who are obviously just basically bat themselves to hit our bowlers at the attack? What do you think you did wrong as a team? I'm not sure. That's kind of why I'm asking. Um, <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, I think part maybe this week if we. If we just had taken one or two more wickets early on, I don't think their middle order batsmen would have batted the way they did. Even though their run rate was two and a half and less than two and a half and over, mm-hmm. uh, I think if we had a few more wickets, they wouldn't have taken the gambles they did, and a few of them paid off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a very good question, uh, it, and it obviously hinges up to a point on the quality of your bowling attack. Obviously, uh, we. Two spinners is the key to club cricket. And you can set fields to two spinners. One and a half good spinners, you can set fields. Uh, one thing that I've I've noticed in recent years is how, how vast a discrepancy between a new ball bowler's first spell and second spell, especially if they're youngish, if they're teenage bowlers. And a lot of new ball bowlers are, you know, late teens, uh, in, at my level anyway. Um I think we actually had a similar issue on Saturday in in our side. We took three wickets quickly. And I don't think we squeezed them enough in the in, at the back end of the game. I think we were looking at looking at the scores and and they needed six, six and a half, some they needed seven at one point or getting up to seven at one point. But it was this is a county ground we were playing at. It was a flat flat outfield it was you know not not rained that much and they had two players who were in and we were still thinking okay well you know we can give them ones give them twos cut off the boundaries and they'll make a mistake but these were pretty good cricketers and they were pretty sensible cricketers and also you have as I said at the top of the show you always have a canny old stager at either six seven or eight someone who used to be a top-order batsman but has moved down the order to let 
these younger players come through and to allow the the churn of a cricket club to keep going. But they will always see you home if the target is uh, within reach, or invariably they will. So I chatted to our captain about this after, after our game on Saturday. If you squeeze, if you squeeze them a bit earlier, you might lose the game with two overs to spare. But if your reading of it is that you are struggling to keep them to to that forty overs or forty five overs and win straightforwardly by a couple of runs, if you're struggling to keep them down, then you have to you have to live a little. You have to be prepared to lose lose a game with twelve fifteen balls to spare rather than the inevitable losing it with five or six balls to spare, which is what happened to us on Saturday. So my, my advice would be, find yourself a good spinner or two. Which we have in Venice. And set, set an in-out field, but keep a slip in. Keep a, a, a short extra cover in for the, the, you know, the miscue. Uh, don't automatically push mid on and mid off back just because someone's in. Ask them to hit over the top. And if it means that you give away a four or a couple of fours in the over, then at least they're going airborne. Um, we made it too easy for our team, for our opponents on Saturday. And I think there is that tendency to let games drift a little bit. Uh, it's hard for a captain to show real, real uh, kind of guts sometimes, you know. And so you, you, a captain is, is, is in the captain's nature to hedge, hedge bets and to think, okay, well, if we just winkle one out, if we just winkle one more out, then the pressure will be on the in- incoming batsman. But if if you play at a decent enough level, then the two two in players they're gonna they're gonna just milk you unless you force them to do something out of their comfort zone. Uh, and this is what I was saying to our our skipper, and he had a slightly different reading of it. Now, if I'd been in charge, we'd have probably lost by five wickets with two overs to spare. But I think we'd have had more chance of winning if we'd if we mm. if we dared to live a little. Uh, the odd funky field, in outfields, uh, and instilling your bowlers. Be clear about what you're trying to do. What I found as well playing second team cricket pr- predominantly is that we have a lot of very talented young players coming through, but they they try and bowl four or five different deliveries in an over. Now it doesn't matter how useful and potentially good you might be, you can't set fields to that. You can't. You just can't do that, especially when you're hiding three players at least who aren't great fielders or two players who've lost their arms, such as me. Uh, so, so yeah, you have to encourage your bowlers to have a very, very clear idea bowl one side of the wicket. Don't try and bowl magic balls because they, they happen once a year by accident anyway. Uh, keep your spinners going and dare to live a little with your field placings. Mm. Be prepared to lose comfortably in order to win a game that you shouldn't. To us, I actually think that's what happened with us. So... Our captain, I think, did a really good job keeping them to forty-six for two, and then after we were really on it in the field, like we we basically said we didn't drop anyone back, and we we're like, right, go on, hit hit us for four. And then after the drinks, they they did basically. Um, so I think, yeah, I think we we probably did just take the gamble, and they, you know, occasionally it, it works for the, for the back. Yeah, maybe we just been unlucky. It's, it's the ebbs and flows of a game um, because we we did something similar to that. We we let them take risks when they had to when they were three down and they were behind the eight ball in terms of run rate but then I think we were too slow to respond to that and you get stuck in 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 one tempo and you, you're still hoping that someone's going to bowl, bowl bowl them out yeah, do something it's, special it's, it's quite different it's, in the, it's quite interesting the difference between like a 40 over professional game but a 40 over club game so in professional game you have the end of the power play 
that just signifies right field goes out. Whereas in club cricket, I always find there's like this awkward transition yeah. of like actually what are we what are we actually doing here? Are we still you know we're twenty overs in, we've got to slip in? Yeah. Is that what we want to be doing? And I think it's quite hard to get that balance right because you don't have that moment where you basically have to be forced by the by the regulations to change change your fields. Yeah, um, you're hundred percent right. And um, when you move up to sort of first team level and Premier League level, not that I've played a massive amount of it, but I've played a little bit and I've certainly watched a lot of it. You you see it aping the professional game a lot more. But the lower down the the, the leagues you go, there's almost a sort of a, a, a vulgarity to just putting five mm. men out on the boundary after for the start of the 13th over or whatever it may be or start of the 16th over in a 50-over game. Uh, but the, the reality is that, that you know, you, you, def, you defend with your fields and, and attack with, with your ball. That, that's, that's the accepted one-day cricket way, way of playing the game. And, um, and yeah, it obviously depends on the state of the game at the time, but, but I think that's a pretty solid model mm. overall. When you're when you're playing decent level of cricket, mm. uh, but it's it's just look, it's just so lovely to be back, isn't it? it, is, it I'm is. playing a last man stands game tonight. I haven't played a last man stands game in a few years. An inner city London game. Um, I'm with the Crickviz boys. Mm. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to that actually. Uh, and while while I haven't got going on a personal level, it it's it's just just a lovely experience, isn't it? To be Absolutely. Out there. Absolutely. Um, I look forward to coming up with another Captain Z conundrum for you next time around. That was, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> anyway, this has been the Wizarding Club Cricket podcast in association with Nat West. We'll be back in a couple of weeks' time uh, to talk about the, the rest of the season. If you've got any questions, as always, get involved on Twitter with the hashtag Wisdom Club Cricket. Cheers. Podcast Network.